Hi, and thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope that you've been enjoying learning about all these concepts, how to change our relationship with our kids, how to change our relationship with ourselves, how to have healthy boundaries, how to have more compassion for ourselves. All of these things boil down to one main concept, think, feel, do. Our thoughts or the way that we think creates how we feel and how we feel is the emotion that then fuels what we do. So if we want to change anything in our lives, it starts with our thoughts. If you would like to take these concepts and implement them, not just listen to them and think, okay, that's lovely. That's interesting. If you really want to have it change your life, it starts with implementation. Come to my free workshop, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Parenting on November 23rd and 24th with an open coaching call on November 29th. A recording will be available for everyone who registers. I hope to see you there. Bring a friend. Hey, I'm Crystal, a certified life coach and mom of four. In this podcast, we combine radical connection and positive parenting theories with the how-to, life coaching tools and mindset work to completely transform our relationship with our children. Join me on my journey, unleash your inner parenting expert, and become the mother you've always wanted to be. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and rate this podcast on Apple and check out my transformative monthly membership for moms in the show notes. Welcome to today's podcast episode, The Power of Belief with Miss World, Linda. Linda is a PPE graduate, a businesswoman, and a former Miss World. She helps women lose weight for the last time. Okay. Hi, Linda. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hi, Crystal. Thank you for inviting me. So Linda is my friend. Um, We did life coaching school together and we were in the same little cohort and we have known each other now for a couple of years. And um, I am super excited to have her on my podcast and have you guys learn from her because she is amazing. Um, I will let her tell you about how amazing she is. So my first question for you, Linda, is tell us a little bit about your background so that people know kind of who you are and, and what you do now as well. Oh, you're so kind, Crystal. Uh, well, um, first of all, I'm from Iceland, which will explain my um, uh, your lovely accent. accent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I have been in the health and beauty industry for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. And I had my own uh, ladies only spa and health club in Iceland for over 20 years. And yeah, then I'm also a former Miss World. A former Miss, Miss World. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First one on your podcast for sure. First one, probably yeah. the only. I don't think I'm, I'm friends with any other Miss World, so you're it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then I'm also I am I have a BA in uh, philosophy, politics, and economics. Um, then I'm a health coach, graphic designer, and a life coach. And I I work with women on on you know on uh, weight loss and self image. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have lived in a few different countries, Canada being one of my favorite crystals. Yes, yes, I'm currently living right now where Linda was living in Canada. I know. 
So I love Canada, but I'm based in Iceland and uh, I I have, you know, I'm I'm raised in Iceland and that's where I have mm-hmm. raised my daughter as a, you know, I'm a single mom. Yes. Yes. You are an amazing single mom. And we're going to get into that also. Um, you've accomplished so much in your life. And I know that, you know, there's all, there's always been struggles throughout it as well, but you've always been able to endure them really well and kind of move on and learn from them and just be so successful. And so I'm curious what you kind of think led to that success. Like what parts of your life or your beliefs of yourself or whatever, what um, led to you being able to do that? Yeah, I don't think I have a concrete answer. I think it's just maybe part of my character. You know, I like I am one of uh, three siblings. I have two brothers, an older one and a younger one. And we were just brought up to um, that my, my mom and dad, they never put any pressure on us which way we would go, which career we would choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they seem to always have believed in us and all of us we are all leaders in our industries that just somehow seem to happen even even we are all in different industries we're all leaders within our industries so that must have something to do with the way we, we we were brought up we are brought up in a small fishing town on the northeast coast of iceland of only 800 people and i my first job was cleaning fish in a fish factory not very glamorous wow. for a former Miss World. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that it was like that your parents were so like that, that they believed in you and also yeah. had the openness to be like, you can do whatever you want. And yeah. that is definitely what I try to instill in my children. And I love that for all the moms listening, what great advice that is just to believe in them and to also create the space um, mm-hmm. so that they can kind of pick their own path. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they never put any pressure on us either to um, for school or for a job. They just sort of let us decide for ourselves and they've just always had our backs. Oh, I love that. I love mm-hmm. that. So you went from your first job cleaning fish yeah. to what? How did that, how did you end up at Miss World? Yeah, well, when I was 16, I went as an exchange student to, to the States and that's where I learned English. And I had the most amazing years. I lived with a really fantastic family on a farm in Minnesota. Oh, I love that. (laughs) And then when I came back home to Iceland, I was 17. And, you know, I I was like, you know, behind the curtains, I was looking at fashion magazines and I wanted to do fashion. And it's just Mm -hmm. something that I really loved, fashion and beauty. And uh, in Iceland, you know, the the one that wins Miss Iceland, she is the candidate for Miss World. But before winning Miss Iceland, you have they have all these national contests. So I was mm-hmm. from from the East Coast. So my mom entered me into Miss East Coast of Iceland. Oh, I love that. That's how it started. So I went into that. I didn't tell any of my friends. Nobody knew about it. My mom just signed me up, and then. I, I entered that and I won and my friends suddenly just saw me on the news as, you know, Miss East Coast of Iceland. They're like, what? <laughs> How did that happen? So I became, you know, Miss East Coast and I became a finalist in Miss Iceland. I won that. Then I came, you know, entered Miss World and uh, I won Miss World as well. For, I And I was also 
Miss Europe and then Miss World. So, yeah, and so all, all of, of that them. happened within six months. I was just a college student in Iceland, just returned oh, from yeah. the States. And then uh, as I entered the, the first pageant, six months later, I was on the States as Miss World. That is incredible. I've never heard that part of the story before. I yeah. presume that you just like were working at it your whole life. No, no. That it was like, incredible. it just happened. That's incredible. So do you just, feel like you've it always... It just means that I, I, I entered the contest and I, I, I won all of them. So I was always on to the next one. And yeah. I didn't really have time to think much in between. In between. It just happened so quickly. Do you feel like yeah. you just always had that belief in yourself? Like your parents believed in you and they always had your back and you just always believed that, that anything was possible or... Yeah, but you know, Crystal, I think it's... Because as I say, I think it's just like in my genes. But the thing is, I don't think about it that much. I just go and do what I want to do. And I, I don't really think that much about it. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. You're just like, yeah. I'm going to go do it. Yep. Let's make it happen. Let's, let's see what happens. That is so awesome. And so now you are living in Iceland with your daughter, your single mom, and yep. you are super successful as a life coach and as an entrepreneur, which is amazing and such an example for all of us. Um, mm. Tell me a little bit about, we talked before the show about the differences in Icelandic culture and mm. how women are perceived there versus um, across the rest of the world. And I'd love for you to kind of share a little bit about that with us. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, because I have traveled all over the world, so I I see the difference so much in in how the culture in, in Iceland is. You know, we're in the northernmost part of Europe, and um, compared to other parts of the world, and it's also when I when I listen to you and and the the people, you know, our friends in in your mm-hmm. faith, that your your lives are quite different to mine. Yeah. Um, when I grew up as a little girl. Um, the president of Iceland was a single mom. Wow. And yeah, and she was the first democratically uh, elected president in the world. And yeah, she was a single mom. And that's, she, she was like the role model I saw. I saw someone like her on TV running the country. That's, I think that is such a huge difference, being able to see that from a young yeah. age, like yeah. I never saw that. Like there wasn't yeah. female leaders of our country um, yeah. or even of the US and um, yeah. there wasn't those leaders to look up to. Right. And and to me, it, I, I just that's how I was brought up. That That's just the most normal thing. Mm-hmm. And in Iceland, women, we, I have also been brought up that women are equal to men. Um, uh, we have there's a lot of women in in power we actually now we just had the uh, parliament el- elections and we have more female than male in parliament now that is amazing yeah that is amazing and we've had um you know the head of the the court she was female the head of the police was female uh, we had the first openly gay female prime minister so women in iceland are quite powerful. Yeah. And this is how I've been brought up that this is just a normal thing. It's we are equal to men in in every way and like for me it's also 
uh, if you want to have a child, you you do not have to be married. You're not front. It's not frowned upon, and people do not look down on you mm-hmm. if you do that. Here, it's more like a power. It's more more power to you if you do that. If anything, yeah, that is. I love that difference. I love um, what you said about how when you were growing up, it was just so normal. Like there was just women in all these powerful positions because that represented representation of women matters so much um, to what you believe is possible because you've grown up with these parents that believed in you. And then this culture that obviously believed in you as a woman and um, to, to have that upbringing and just have that background obviously helped you perpetuate to where you are now. And I just love that difference. That is exactly how it should be because obviously if you're listening to this podcast, women are equal to men. Hopefully if you're listening, you already believe that. Um, and, but having that representation, um, so that that belief is actually shown everywhere makes such a big Mm -hmm. difference. Yeah. Yeah. I remember even like after I had my daughter, I was in Canada and even though, you know, Canadians are also on the forefront front of this, um, I was remember I was in a shop and I was talking to some lady in the shop and she saw me holding my daughter and I saw her look at my my fingers, like looking for my wedding ring. And she said, so what does your husband do? And I was like, I don't have a husband. Yeah. And it was just like, that was like the first question. It's like, what does my husband do? And it's just like so different to how I am brought up. Yeah. Why wouldn't she just ask me what I do? Yeah, I noticed that actually, that's something I've noticed about myself is that when I when I was growing up and even when I was a young mom, that that's what I would go to. Like I was a stay-at-home mom and I think my um, a lot of my friends were and a lot of my family was. And so that was just the norm. And so I did have friends that had careers, obviously, but most of my inner circle didn't. And so mm-hmm. it was common for me to ask that question, to be like, oh, what does your husband do? And I noticed the more that I learned about you know feminism and the more that I was educating myself on these issues and learning and growing that that's something that I have to consciously think about. Like I I just had a conversation with someone the other day and I was like, so what do you do? And what do you do? You know? And we had this conversation about, you know, what they did, but it's so interesting because that's just not, it hasn't been something that naturally comes to me. And it is really how we're raised and, you know, the culture that we're raised in. And I love how much you've been able to, how successful you've been able to be because of the belief that you had that you could just do anything. You could be a single mom. You could raise your kids. You could do whatever you want. You could become Miss World. You've done it all. <laughs> <laughs> and and actually, you know, being a single mom, I, I remember just a few months ago after, um, after we, me and my daughter came back to Iceland and, uh, you know, I asked her about her friends, you know, most of them are, from families with both mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, like, you know, does she, is there a difference in, in what she can do in her life being raised by a single mom compared to her friends having, you know, both mom and dad in the household? If she feels like there is anything lacking in her life and she said, uh, no, I have it much better than all of them. Yeah, <laughs> much better. Oh, I love that. I I yeah. wonder, um, what do you think? I, I like, mean, much better than she's meaning like, you know, that she, she, she gets to travel around the world with me mm-hmm. and lives in a nice home and all of that. So I was yeah. meaning from that 
perspective. Yeah, that she's had, she's had, a, she's been able to do a lot of wonderful things. Yeah. Um, and I know that there's a lot of single moms that follow me. And so I love that, that perspective and that example that you still can do what yeah. you want to do and you can still have that great Absolutely. relationship with your daughter like you do. Yeah. Um, um, tell me a little, a little bit about the difficulties. We've talked a lot about like all the wonderful things that have happened. What's been hard yeah. about raising your daughter as a single mom and doing all of this on your own? I decided, Crystal, from the beginning, because I have raised her on my own every single day of her life. Mm. So from the beginning, I knew actually that I wanted to to have a, a child on my own. That was always something I wanted. And, you know, I've never been married. And I was 36 when I had her. And it was the biggest blessing of my life to have her. And I was so happy. And I have been so happy to have my daughter and and be a mom. I mean, the most difficult thing, but I'm saying this just so you understand that I went into this, this. It was my decision. Mm-hmm. So it was, I I did this whole thing in abundance thinking I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the most difficult thing is that I've never had um, her dad or a partner, like when she was younger, to wake up with her in the morning. I woke up every single morning with her. Like I yeah. never slept in. So... I, that was something probably I was like, oh, I would even just yeah. one day a month, that would be really nice. Yeah. But I, I didn't have that. And even though we met her dad, um, we went with him, he lives in, in, in the States, even though we would meet him maybe once or twice a year, go somewhere on a holiday with him, he slept in, he, he didn't offer me to, yeah. <laughs> to sleep, you know, so I've never had that. And that's probably like the only thing. And, you know, to have somebody to, you know, go with me to the parent, parent Mm -hmm. teacher meetings, that would have been nice to have somebody with me, but it's my choice, Crystal. Mm -hmm. And um, I I have many girlfriends in Iceland that are single moms, but they always have every other weekend off because that's when the dad takes the kids. I've never had that either. Um, But I don't know any better. This it's been like this in the whole only life. Way. Yeah, I think that's a different. Um, I think they call it solo parenting now. So, yeah. is, which is different than being a single mom, right? Because um, I I know a lot of solo parents as well, and it is really that part of it is really tough. I know solo parents that have those young kids, and so not having that break and being really yeah. tired. Um, and they're making it possible to make breaks happen so that they take care of themselves because they see that. But I always like to crystal, instead of saying I'm a single mom, I I prefer to say I'm an independent mom. Mm, I like that. I'm an independent mom. Yeah. But you know, see my mom and dad, they've been a part of her life too. So, you know, they've, they helped me out sometimes when she was younger, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you think, um, now that you guys have such a great relationship, um, mm-hmm. as, and she's a teenager. And I know that a lot of moms might be struggling 16. to have a good relationship with their teenager. Yeah. What do you think, what do you, what helps right now in your relationship to make that positive relationship that you both have? We just always ha- had a really close relationship. It's just me and her always the two of us. And, um, I have brought her up to believe that she can do 
anything she puts her mind to and she believes it. She like truly mm. believes it. I've, I've tested it and she's like, yeah, I know I can do that, mom, if I want to. So yeah. I think it is that um, the closeness and um, we're also really good friends. And um, I thought I was a strict mom, but she's like, uh, no, mom, you're not strict. <laughs> so I think um, I trust her. And um, yeah, and um, you know, just it's I I've just brought her up also every single day to 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 know that um, she can do whatever she wants to, and that she's been brought up in love and kindness every single day of her life. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I think that that is the power of not only belief, which is so important, which we've talked about, but yeah. also just the power of being raised in a home where love and kindness is present, no matter what um, that home looks like, um, no matter what the structure of the home is right. that you can yeah. bring your child up that way. Because I talk to so many people who say, well, you know, my husband or my partner or whoever I'm co-parenting with doesn't parent in the same way. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. You just need that one person that you feel that deep connection, that love and kindness with. And you're such an example of her having that. And then being able to have that belief about herself in such a nonchalant way. Like, yeah, I can, I can do whatever I want. Like yeah. <laughs> that's what we want our teens to believe. Right. And I, I yeah. think sometimes we struggle with that. Yeah. I love it. So um, thank you for coming to speak with us today. I'm going to leave asking you one question that I always ask my guests, which is what's one tip or piece of advice that you um, would give us today? Advice on what? So it can be anything. It can be parenting. It can be, we talked a lot today about belief um, or your relationship with your daughter or what you've been able to accomplish in your life. So um, my listeners are mostly moms. Um, a lot of them are, you know, struggling with parenting or maybe with, with their relationship with themselves. Mm-hmm. So it can be anything. Yeah, I, I think, you know, talking to your listeners, I would just say to the moms to keep working on themselves, to to take time for themselves to to work on their mindset and their wellness and to make sure that they have at least 10 minutes every day only for themselves to work on themselves because that way they're going to be better moms they're going to have more to 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 give to their kids and their families and you know being a life coach it's i just remember when when i learned and, and the same as you crystal is that mm-hmm. when we learned that if we want to change our lives, we want to change how we feel. We always have to go back to our thoughts because our thoughts create our feelings. Mm-hmm. And when, and also to remember that there's nobody out there. There's no, no other person and, or some circumstance that can make you feel any way. It's always your thoughts. So my advice is take care of yourself and take care of your thoughts and choose your thoughts wisely because they create the life that you're living right now. I love that. It's so, so true. I think sometimes we can get into that, like nothing can change the situation. I have no idea what to do here. And I can empathize with that. I have totally been there, but just noticing and acknowledging when you're in that space, when you're in that kind of that deep hole that feels like you can't get out of it. And then just going back to this, this knowledge that we can choose this, we can choose these thoughts. And if you feel like you're struggling with that, um, feel free to reach out. Um, there's so much help and support available. Um, but I especially love what you said about taking time for ourselves every day. Cause that is Show something that I see. Love and kindness. Yes. Yeah. You it's just, it. 
we often don't do that. We often don't speak to ourselves in a loving and kind way and we don't give ourselves time. And so just giving yourself time just to do what brings you joy and to take care of just you um, and especially taking care of your thoughts is so important. Yeah. And just take one, if, if if, if it feels overwhelming, just even just taking one step forward, just one little step each day, that's going to amount to a lot in one year. Yeah. 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 Such good advice. See, you gave left us with so many good tips. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Linda, for being here. And if people want to connect with you, can you tell us where to find you? I will also link this in the show notes below. Yeah, it's probably easiest to find me on Instagram. Linda P, L-I-N-D-A-P-E. And the same for my website, L-I-N-D-A-P-E.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Linda. Thank you for having me, Crystal. You're awesome. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure that you give it five stars on Apple and check out my monthly membership for moms in the show notes. And thanks for listening to my podcast. I hope that you've been enjoying learning about all these concepts, how to change our relationship with our kids, how to change our relationship with ourselves, how to have healthy boundaries, how to have more compassion for ourselves. All of these things boil down to one main concept, think, feel, do. Our thoughts or the way that we think creates how we feel and how we feel is the emotion that then fuels what we do. So if we want to change anything in our lives, it starts with our thoughts. If you would like to take these concepts and implement them, not just listen to them and think, okay, that's lovely. That's interesting. If you really want to have it change your life, it starts with implementation. Come to my free workshop, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Parenting on November 23rd and 24th with an open coaching call on November 29th. A recording will be available for everyone who registers. I hope to see you there. Bring a friend.